We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, but Lauren, give us updates on how to get fish stuff out of your car. Uh, someone says, I just did that this morning with my credit card. I have scars in the back of my hand to prove it. It's a never, never land now. Ugh, oh. It's the worst. You're never getting that credit card no. back. At least you don't really need that credit yeah. card, though. Cancel that thing. Call the bank. It's back in two days. Yeah. This is a key. Yeah. Key fob. Yeah. 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 Coach Luke sent a nice picture of um, a turtle that's, wax that's thing that you can get, right? Yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a little... Almost like a little pouch you put in between the seats, and it looks like you put store papers and stuff in there or too. expandable yeah, or something yeah. like that. I'm disappointed. The WeatherTech website does not have anything. Wow. How does WeatherTech not have something yeah. for that? They got all kinds of great gadgets for your car. Uh, my my son inherited the 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 fix I had for before. It was basically this this Nerf tube. Mm-hmm. As best described, it's like it's just like a it's like a hot dog. It's Did like you Nerf. make this yourself? No, no, I purchased it. Okay, and then it it just fits over the fits over the buckle, and then it. Prevent stuff from falling down there. I, I should have taken that out of that nice. car before, right, I, there you go. before he got it. But apparently it's there. And now You probably think, I won't need this I'm going to go again. buy one of those today now. Everybody today is going through what you went through yesterday, where you've dropped something down that slot there between the, the console and your seat. It's a very tiny slot, but things get down there all the time. I've dropped my phone down there before. I've dropped the keys down there before. I think I lost a child in that slot <laughs> once when they were younger. Like, it it just happens. I mean, and so I just don't understand why in 2023 we're still making cars that have that slot there with all of these gadgets. So that, that you have to go and around. buy the thing to But if they're not selling that, like, if WeatherTech is not selling that and you weren't offered that when you bought your car – Who's making the money off yeah. it? You would think the dealers would want to cash yeah. in on this, right? Someone says buy a pool noodle and cut it to length. That's not a bad idea mm-hmm. either. Everybody always wants to know at the end of summer what to do with those stupid pool noodles. Use them as straws. So, <laughs> yeah, they could do that. Could do that as well. Mm-hmm. But just go ahead and then cut it to length. That's, yeah. That works too. That works too. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is uh, a stupid good in November. No doubt. He's still unbeaten in November. And December. And December. That's funny because you're you're like, oh, they lost the game at the end. January. January. Yeah. Cincinnati, they lost in January. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Just last year. Yeah. Nope. Then that, nope. That was January. Yeah. That is Cincinnati right. Cincinnati last year mm-hmm. was January, so still hasn't done it. Uh, throws to 10 different receivers again. Yep. Uh, now, to me, his like biggest evolution is like staying patient. He hit Noah Gray in the third quarter. Who my play. wife kept saying was Blake Bell to my daughter. I'm like, you're teaching her wrong. That is Noah Gray. It's <laughs> Noah Gray. He had one where he weaved one way because a, a blocker was coming into him. Mm-hmm. And then he weaved back the other way. 
around another lineman and then threw it sidearm and got it to no gray. Mm-hmm. And I know we're wild by the, the sidearm stuff, right? When changing your arm angle and their wild plays. I was more wild by the fact that he navigated with his feet around. He basically did a slalom. It's basically if you're going to run that drill in practice, you'd run run around a cone, run around a cone, and then fling it sideways. Yeah, and, right? and against air. And, and he and he did that in he did that in in real time against real people, and completed the pass. Like his ability now to stay patient to scan the field. No, Gray wasn't the first option. No, I mean, I don't know what option he was on. Probably way down the list. But his ability now to just pick and choose, and hey, if that one's not there, I'm not going to force it. If that because remember that that was the challenge. Everybody saw, well, they're taking away the downfield stuff. What are you going to do now? He's going to pick you apart wherever it's at, or he's going to take off running. Mm-hmm. Or he's, he's going to run to get you first down. If nothing's there and he's got that avenue, he's going to go down and, and take that avenue. Um, other than the bad pick, which was a bad pick. Bad interception. And, a, and, a, yeah. and an end zone, red zone, bad pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the way that he's he's staying patient. He's scanning the field. He's using all his dif- different options. That that makes this offense go and difficult to stop, and I think I think Mahomes has really taken the next level to that. In addition to all the you know the the wow yards and everything he does, mm-hmm. his evolution of of using the I get I would say the entire offense is where I I love that he's gone to. Well, and and this shouldn't be something that surprises anybody. And obviously you were on the sidelines yesterday and missed the graphic that Fox put up about how good Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense is. The Chiefs this year, do you realize that they're the second team in NFL history to have at least nine players with 150 or more receiving yards through a team's first 10 games? Think about that, right? They're only the second team in league history to do that. You know who the next one is? The 08 Eagles, who were also coached by Andy Reid. A total of 10 different pass catchers recorded at least one reception in yesterday's game. So you have, let me repeat that again, the second team in NFL history to have at least nine players with 150 or more receiving yards through the first 10 games of the season. Only one other team has had that, and that was also an Andy Reid-led team. And that's why I think history is good to look back on and study and understand where you came from. I don't think it should 100% determine what's going on in present day, but you can learn a lot from it. And when Tyreek Hill went off to Miami, those of us that were astute, unlike you and I, probably should have looked back at some of these other Andy Reid teams and said, huh, what happened when they lost this guy or that guy? What, What did they do? 2008? I don't know who was on that Eagles team in 2008, but they were able to go out there and distribute the football. And Andy Reid took what they did in 2008 and go, well, it applies today. Let's do this today here in Kansas City some 12 years later or whatever it is. We've got guys out here doing their thing, or 14 years later, I guess it is now. We've got guys out here that are going to be part of this offense, and I don't care what the name is on the back of their jersey. They're going to be an impactful part of our offense, and that's what they're doing right now. Only Andy Reid has done something like this in the history of the National Football League. (laughs) The only head coach who has had at least nine players with 150 or more receiving yards through the first 10 games is Andy Reid. That's why one player is not going to determine whether or not they're one of the best offenses in the NFL, and that's why Tyreek Hill was so expendable for this organization. I don't don't know. Maybe that Eagles team, too, had a ton of injuries, and they had to go to different sources. I feel like the Chiefs have had some injuries. Sure, sure. But also, they're just like exploring every option. Yeah. Seems, I mean, what's like... it going to be like in January when the playoffs get here and McColl's healthy 
and Kadarius Tony's healthy and everybody's ready to roll. Now, all of a sudden, you truly are going to have like an embarrassment of riches at those skill positions. They didn't have a thousand yard receiver that year, which is Chiefs will. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson had nine twelve. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me sort it by receiving yards. Uh, Hank Basket was the second leading receiver. I, I like Hank. Hank. Yeah, he was. Uh, wasn't he married to somebody on a TV show and then went on to the Colts? Kendra Wilkinson. Kendra Wilkinson. That's it. Yeah. Good pull by <laughs> Random. you. Uh, Bryant Westbrook was third. Yeah. Kevin Curtis was fourth. Jason Avant. There it is, Jason Avant. Great catcher of balls. Karel Buckhalter. I remember that name more from a yeah. college situation than I do from the NFL. Uh, Brent Selick. Yeah. LJ Tom's Smith, kid. Yeah. Reggie Brown. I loved LJ Smith as a tight end. I thought he and was good. Current Chiefs coach Greg Lewis. Ah, G Lou. Uh, they all had almost, well, Lewis was three shy of 250. Mm-hmm. So they had all those guys two, 247 and up that year. Yeah. They didn't have a thousand yard receiver. But you don't need a thousand yard receiver. You just well, don't. I'm just saying the Chiefs are going to. Yeah, they're I mean, going to. But I'm Kelsey's saying yeah, be well, they're well better than that team, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't need a thousand yard receiver. When you're able to spread the ball like that and get everybody involved, that does more to keep a defense off balance than having one dominating player. Because if you've got five really, really good players out there every single time, you're screwed. If you can take one player out, which is what Bill Belichick is very good at, eliminating one player and making others beat you. Teams can do that now. They can try to take Travis Kelsey out, but there's enough confidence now where Juju Smith-Schuster, where Sky Moore, where MVS, where Noah Gray, where whoever else in the passing game right now can go out there and beat you. So if you want to take away somebody, that's fine. We've got other weapons. It's not like taking away Travis Kelsey and 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 having that 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 Chad Hall out there playing wide receiver. Remember when that guy was here? Or whatever nondescript wide receivers we've had over the years, like who was the guy who had the bad breath? That came Steve Breston, um, like Steve Breston, a bad breath, really bad that. breath, oh, oh. really bad breath, yeah, really bad breath. Um, and so, um, that's good for a wide receiver, though. Yeah, keep the defense, but it's or not any position. I think offensively, keep the defense want to guard you. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But it's but it's not like you have Smart. just like randos out there. You've got guys that are ready to roll, man, ready to go and ready to step up their game. Yeah, it's the fun. Sean Jackson's uh, I was gonna say freshman year, his rookie season, uh, that season. He was their lead receiver, nine hundred and twelve yards that particular time. Uh, from the uh, from the text line, I like this one as well. My favorite play of Mahomes yesterday was the third and goal where he threw it in the ground. Yeah, that's an that's to a certain extent an evolution as well. Mm-hmm. Play one there, but then you, he you, also forces one in the end zone, looking the other way, and no looks it into an interception. Play one there, and he dirted it, and you're like, okay, that's fine, that happens. Go yeah. ahead and do that. Uh, and then, yeah, did force one in the end zone where he shouldn't have and threw a pick. You'll kind of live with that, too. Also, uh, Mahomes hasn't lost a game in eight of the 12 months of the year. And he hasn't played in most of them. <laughs> well, I know, but still, it's factually <laughs> correct, right? Yeah, it's true. It doesn't, ma- doesn't yeah. matter. Don't get in the way of a, a statistic. Right, that's like true. That, yeah. Right? Um, what a wild week of or wild weekend, especially of college football. It was a weekend. It was fun. I watched a lot of college football this weekend. What I don't understand, and I was going to ask Binkley this, and, and we can maybe in our random questions on Thursday. Why, like last week, there was nothing good from a college standpoint, right? It was this weak sauce. And then this week, like every every game is one I wanted to watch. Well, they're all rivalry games. Yeah, that helps. but why are we cramming them all into one weekend? Why can't we get a taste of these? Like the weekend prior or next weekend when it's like the Army-Navy game, which is a great game, 
but that's it. That you, or the championship games. Like, I, I thought they did a disservice the prior week. They played literally no college football games worth watching. And then Saturday hits, and you've got Michigan, Ohio State. You've got Kansas, Kansas State. I mean, you've got all kinds of great rivalry games taking place. Oregon, Oregon State. I'm like, I don't have enough TVs and remotes and finger strength to keep this thing going. I want to watch all these games. Yeah, yeah. And then Missouri acted like they won the Super Bowl. My God, beating Nothing Arkansas. Wrong with that. It's a but a, they won that borderline <laughs> thing. Yeah. Whatever they play for. That fake border war they, they won. They play the for coach a was very excited. That's awesome. They play for a trophy. I'm all for that. Uh, some are sicker than others, so my team barfed on themselves on Friday. You guys got beat by Nebraska. That was not good. And and uh, you know they got a new coach out of it. And uh, and then Iowa did. Congratulations! No, they oh. no there's no status quo, man. Status quo. Why change a thing? Um, there was still a scenario for them to win the West. Yeah. On Saturday. Oh, even on Saturday, even after the loss. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. So both. Uh, like Illinois and Purdue both had to lose. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm rooting for Northwestern and Indiana and from the summer sicker than others department, double TVs, big 10 network one, big 10 network two. And at that point I told my wife, I'm like, we got to get out of the house. Yeah. We got to go. Like I let's go do something. I can't do this. This is insanity. This is the absolute definition of insanity that I'm watching. I'm rooting for Northwestern and Indiana to pull off upsets. So we got out of the house and ran some errands, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta stop. Watched Ohio State, Michigan. That was great. Wait, oh. wait a second. You, you're counting a Northwestern and Indiana? Correct, correct. And you wanted your beloved Iowa Hawkeyes to go up against either Ohio State or I Michigan? Didn't care. Didn't care. Just get there. They've had such a bad season, and if they somehow won their division, I was going to be like, this is awesome. The, 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 if I knew you look at the Big Ten West, that thing is trash. It's bad. It was really bad this like, year. Iowa, like, your coach should be fired for not winning that division. People gave up. <laughs> it tried. Like, Nebraska quit halfway through yeah. the season. I, I, knew Nebraska, I, I knew Nebraska was going to be a problem. I just did. Nobody else b- bought it. I just like, this, this is going to be bad. They I'm, played well for their outgoing interim coach, yeah. Mickey Spagnuolo. He really thought he was going to have the job after that game. Did you see him? I mean, no. He was like, you never hire the interim guy. He was kind of like, well, you know, I've, I'm just going to sit back, and whatever they do is the best, but I love it here. And well, you still campaign, which you should. I mean, fine. Still campaigning. Meanwhile, they'd already got the Matt Rule deal done. Right. Like, Probably by halftime of that one. Interim jobs. Um, I mean, all these coaches think, oh, I'll be the inter-, like the guy up in in Wisconsin, Jim Leonhardt or whatever his name is. Like they thought he was going to get the job. You don't hire the interim guy. No, no, you just don't. That's a bad hire. Ask don't. Romeo Cornell. You just you just, you just don't. You got to move on from the interim guy. And then um, Kansas, Kansas State. Oh my God, I've seen that game a hundred times from the Kansas side of things. Yeah, butcher a punt right away. Mm-hmm. And Kansas State, and you're just like, ah, you're like, if you're if you're Kansas State, that's where you say all the time, gotcha, gotcha. Seen this a hundred times, gotcha. Uh Kansas State, meanwhile, I, I wish they were like eight this week. So that they had like a chance. A chance, yeah. They're gonna play in an all purple, an all purple affair. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> How are you gonna tell the fans apart? I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be all purple. All purple for the uh for the Big Twelve title game. Um Cause they're, they're, they're on the outs. They're on the outside, outside. Like oh, they don't, yeah. they don't have a chance. That's a good team. That's a really good K state team again. Um, and if they were to beat TCU, they would ruin it for TCU. They can play the role of spoiler uh, on, on TCU. Cause TCU is getting in. Oh God. Yeah. Unless, uh, unless K state beats them, but Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. Those, those are, those are, those are mine. I could stop right now. I don't need championship weekend. 
But you know what? We also can make a case for having six this year. This is like the year you could make a case for having six with Ohio State and Alabama. I would not make the case for Ohio State. No, you got housed by Michigan. You're out. You're out. Don't give me a scenario in which they can get back in. They got housed. But this this would be a good year because – at the end of the day, and Ohio State cases for Alabama. Everybody's yeah. bands or backers make cases for Alabama. I don't want to. But they're but they're but <laughs> they're wanna. but they're also they're also brand name teams that you are going to watch. And by you, I mean the average college football fan like myself. If Ohio State and Alabama are playing each other, you better believe I got my popcorn for that one, right? You're going to watch that game. You're going to watch Alabama. You're going to watch Ohio State. So you could make the case for six this year. But there is, it, the, the, to me, right now, today, the four are clear cut. TCU, Michigan, Georgia, USC. Three undefeated teams and one that didn't get housed by Michigan. USC is a one-point loss. That's it all year to a team that was ranked 20 at the time in Utah. That's the only loss that USC has on their schedule by one point. They're in. Ohio State, all the commissioner can say, and he was out there campaigning. Oh, he, was. he was. And Saban's down there no, campaigning got, in Alabama for his team. You Michigan. Alabama you, don't deserve it this no, year. Sorry. No, you don't. Like, you, yeah. you just don't deserve it. There are going to be some years where the sun doesn't shine on Ohio State and Alabama. And college football is better for it I'm all for, that way. I'm all for chaos, but I'm cool with these four this year. Yes. I want the expanded playoff. We're going to get it. I love it. I'm I'm all there. But I don't need the conference championship week. These are the four. These are it. Let's I don't go. Want, I don't want someone running the end around that wasn't. Especially if it's yeah, K State. Year. Like, I don't want K State to win the Big 12 championship game because they won't get in. Correct. And that'll knock TCU out, and then the Big Correct. 12 is screwed. Correct. If K State was five this week and TCU have was a two, have oh a my God, let's ten, go. The winners get in. Eight, you might. Eight, you might. Fringe. But they're still going to take Ohio State or Alabama yeah. over Kansas I'm State. I'm saying if you're right? an eight, you could make the case. You squint your eyes and go, eh, if you get a style win, right. blah, blah, blah. You might have a chance. And if this and this and this happen, uh, they don't have a shot. Had they beaten Tulane earlier in the year, I mean, that, that would have been a big yeah. win. Because Tulane was a ranked team. I think they still are. But they were a ranked team at that time. And they lost to Tulane. Had you beaten Tulane earlier in the year, we're probably sitting here with a scenario of the Big 12 championship game winner goes to the playoff. We're going to have to make the connection for you because I'm intrigued by this, Bob. All right. You say Jarek McKinnon is from Planet Good Pitching. He is. Not sure I see it, but you'll explain it next. Did Odell Beckham ever get to Los Angeles? I, uh, he is not updated. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that coming up uh, in about 10 minutes. But uh, I've, I've, well, I crossed him off before, but I'm this really is, crossing him off. This now. is one of the douchiest stories ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you sent me uh, an email yesterday. Uh-huh. And it said, I was curious to see your reaction. Yeah, it, to said, this uh, it said, Jerick McKinnon is, it was like an essay to, you know, the, uh, yeah, the analogies. Analogies, yeah. yes. So and so, so and so. You, it just said, uh, Jerick McKinnon is Wade Davis. That's, that's correct. And that's all you said. Mm hmm. Jarek McKinnon is former Royals rock solid closer, capped off the World Series. Wade Davis, who you once claimed was from Planet Good Pitching, mm-hmm. because he was he was from out of this out of this world. That's right, from a place all of his own. 
Could the so, Royals go back to planet good pitching be, and get some guys? That would be fantastic. I'd, <laughs> that'd be worth the recruiting trip if you could go to planet hey, good uh, pitching. Hey, John, we need uh, $2 million. Yeah, what for, JJ? Well, we're going to take a rocket to planet good pitching, <laughs> yes. and we're going to find Excuse some good me? pitching. Yeah, we're going to take, take a rocket. Like Bezos' yeah. phallic ship. Right. We're take that to planet good pitching. Planet good pitching. And, uh, <laughs> Josh, I'm just trying to help the team. I know. I think it's a, it's a really good. Trying to help the team. Yeah, Nobody so. likes to see planet bad pitching. It's nice that, you know, they're scouting the, you know, Caribbean World Series or right. whatever's happening. But how about taking a trip to planet good pitching? Well, it's easier helpful. that way, right? So uh, Wade Davis was from planet good pitching. You're saying Jerick McKinnon is Wade Davis. That's right. Hence, he would be from planet good pitching? Well, yeah, he'd be from planet convert third downing. And that and that's where I look at what Jerick McKinnon is all about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this and say perception, okay? when you, you know what it is like with an athlete or music or movie, TV, whatever the case may be, you have a perception. That's how you perceive things. That's in your mind how things work. And I could be totally wrong on this, but in my mind, I believe that I am right on this. And my perception is, and again, you're on the sideline, so you can argue with me and tell me I'm wrong on this one. I feel like Jarek McKinnon is automatic on third downs. Like, no matter the down or distance, if it's third down and they get him the ball, they convert. And it seems like for me now, I'm looking around on third downs, I'm going, where's Jarek McKinnon? Boop, there he is. And anytime he gets the ball, that guy, again, perception, that guy to me feels like he's got a nose for the first down marker. Very Sammy Watkins-ish, you know? Like, Sammy always knew where the sticks were. Patrick Mahomes, when he runs the football, he knows exactly where he needs to go and where he needs to be to get that first down to keep those chains moving. I feel like Jarek McKinnon has become like the ultimate security blanket, safety unit, whatever you want to call it on third downs. I feel like Jarek McKinnon just knows how to get that first down. And I feel like it's, it's, it's dominating. It's automatic that when he gets the ball, the chiefs are going to pick up a first down. That's how I felt about Wade Davis. When those bullpen doors flew open and he came in, and he was that cyborg out there on the mound, you just knew the game was over. He was going to convert. He was going to do his job. And that's kind of how I feel about Jarek McKinnon. Again, I could be completely wrong, and the stats may say something different. Well, but my perception be. is, is like when you get him the ball on third down, you're picking up the first down. It won't be a 98% save percentage with a .63 ERA. No, but, probably but, not. But, but do you feel really, really confident? Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the one pass... Patrick Mahomes missed him on a flat route. That wasn't his fault. That, that wasn't that, on McKinnon that was at all. Not, that was Mahomes. Like, oh, yeah. well, he'd have broken a tackle. That's a got, touchdown. You know, yeah, right. That's a touchdown. Right? And so, no, I think I, what I love about Jerry McKinnon is he has a defined role. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And you feel very comfortable when he's in. He knows his role. And you're more often than not going to get him the football and you're going to feel good about it. Like yeah, Bill Belichick's no. saying was, do your job, right? Yeah. It is the most important saying in the history of the world. He's in the same camp. And he does his job. Where Daryl Williams was for me last year. Yeah, sure. Don't, don't, don't do too much. Don't overexpose him. Right. But I like Daryl Williams last year because he had to find, he had a defined role. Mm-hmm. He had to take on a little bit more, I think, than he should have had right. at some point in time because of some other sort of injuries and stuff. But like Jeremy Cannon's got a, he's got a window and he and he plays that perfectly. I don't need to see him carry it 25 times a game. I don't need to see him be the uh, the number 1. I don't need to see him out there on first down right away. But I know on third down I want him out there. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I want probably him in the red zone and if you're going to throw it and whatever. Um and even run it. At times he's been a really good runner in that capacity. No, I think the fact that he fills a role and he's 
more often than not, converting in those roles should make you feel really great about it. Yeah, yeah. like like Jerick McKinnon is that His guy. His numbers that are going to blow you away, but you're going to go, he had some key moments. Key moments. You you remember moments. You remember yeah. things that he's I he's mean, he done, three right? Catches for 26 yards yesterday. Not like banner banner stuff, but you're like, but very important catches all mm-hmm. the time. No, I'm I, I love the way he's playing. Yeah, I do too. I, I just love watching and him how play they're using him. And they have yeah. how they use him. I, I love the fact that he has a defined role. I love the fact that he goes out there and executes when he's put into that position to execute. It is very much like like Wade Davis or any of those guys from that bullpen, Herrera or Hochaver at that time, or Davis or Holland or anybody that came in and knew what their defined role was and executed that role. That's what Jarek McKinnon is. You wish every day, Josh, all 53 guys were like Jarek McKinnon, and they went out there and they did exactly what they were supposed to do and had success doing it. And it just doesn't happen that way. It's not 53 Lance Longs or anything like that, but Jarek McKinnon is one of these guys that that I look at and I feel good when he's out there in, in involved in the play, when they throw the ball to him. I feel confident with him. There's not many guys. Now, there's a few on this team, but over the course of time where you just felt that confident with that he was going to do what he needed to do to get that first down, I think Jerick McKinnon plays an important role on this team. Yeah. He's probably not the closer to me because I think that's even more defined role, but <laughs> you're going to hate this. All right. He's 2014 Jason Frazier. <laughs> that's fine. No, I don't hate that. You know, that like he, that a, guy had a role. He was like a, was like a sixth inning guy. Yeah. Just came in and just did whatever you needed to get done at that particular time. Not, not any pomp and circumstance. There wasn't the door opening and the music blasting or whatever. Right. It was just, he just got the crap done for you. He's like the forgotten guy. They called him the Todd father. I, I love Jason Frazier. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. But he just did very limited things and just did it well. I'm like, okay, that's cool. He, he filled a role now, but Jeremy Kins probably a little bit more than that, but um, no, you feel good. He's going to get, he's going to get you the first down mm-hmm. running, catching, whatever. Maybe he needs to be more maybe throwing, involved in the inside the ten. Throwing a key block, yeah, he's done that before he'll, too. He'll help Chip. He's I just mean, a good football player. Yeah. Like like guys like him. I don't want to say they're hard to come by, but every team would want somebody who who's got the talent and the ability and the understanding of the game like Jarek McKinnon does. He understands what he's supposed to do, where he's supposed to be, and he makes the play every time. Like that's what you want out of a guy on your roster. He's just really really good. And then the. I'll call it the two roll. At this point, I don't care. Pacheco's like who your, the second receiver is no, or the second the running, running back? back or, yeah. Like Pacheco's your prime now. McKinnon's got his third down roll. Mm-hmm. And then the spell guy is whoever the spell guy right. is. If it's Ronald I thought Jones. Ronald Jones was nice yesterday. Ronald Jones was nice. If it's Ronald Jones, if it's CH, whatever. You know what I mean? Like Pacheco's established himself as willing to put his head down at, he took some hits yesterday. My goodness. Mm-hmm. He's probably a little sore today. Yeah. <laughs> and as Andy Reid said, uh, sometimes he's just got to lower, 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 the, uh, lower the pads a little bit, get out of the way. <laughs> so he said something to that extent like, man, he got to stop taking so many hits. Yeah, pick and choose. Right now, it just looks like McKinnon's got a series of stuff that's key for him. Pacheco's your primary, and I don't care what happens in between. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Ronald Jones has been very, 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 very upset with his playing time, and he should be. But yesterday, he took advantage of it. He took advantage of his playing time yesterday. And I thought you looked at him and you went, all right, I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, again, and I hate to say this, but more and more of why you don't need to waste capital on a running back, whether it's draft capital or whether it's money, 
Seventh round pick. Yeah, IR is doing no favors to that. Being on IR is not doing any favors to that first round pick, is it? No. Yeah. No. It'll be the it, forgotten it, guy. We, we said. Yeah. Uh, It'll be the forgotten guy. Yeah. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> he's got initials. Yeah. C E H Field. Yes. He's yeah. They named the field after him. Yeah. Pretty high bar to set. I know. I think. Uh, if you want an OBJ in for a visit, you have to ask yourself the question: Could he even catch a flight? <laughs> Next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.